Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Dive NFL Week Nine. I'm looking at this slate, man. I am looking at my plays. It is looking like a week where we get back on track and put away some winners. Uh, fired up about some of these looks this week, my friend. How are you on this World Series Game Seven Wednesday? Is it? Is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday. The week is flying by. It is flying by. No, I'm solid. I'm excited. We've got. This we've got it kind of works out this whole Breeders' Cup thing because legitimately every good college team is on by this week. Not every good one, but like there's a ton of good college teams that just aren't playing. So like the Saturday slate is a little wonky. So it'll be fun. Horses for the weekend, football Sunday, right? We are aligning on a few plays already. We I think we have one disagreement. We have a few plays that we all agree on, and they are looking real tasty right now. I think you're right. Probably sweep the card. I don't. Uh, I don't see anything. I don't see how we don't. In the words of our good friend Alex Kaleji, I don't see a loser on this card. To be honest with you, um, mm-hmm. it is a tough time of year, though. I will say, NBA is popping. It's easy to get distracted uh, when a new sport comes in, and especially when you get off to a nice hot start. Uh, it's also fun to handicap the horse racing this time of year, and it's a, it's a little bit of a distraction. So, I mean, I do feel a little bit split and a little bit conscientious and cautious about that. But uh, I love that uh, we're kind of in line here with a bunch of our, our, our good handicapping friends. So this should be a fun weekend. Let's start on Thursday Night Football where we get this might be the last chance for the year to fade a rookie head coach on Thursday Night Football. I think this is it. Um, and I especially think this is fun to remember that San Francisco did not play well against Arizona last year and potentially would like to rectify things now that they are a much more dynamic team. Uh, I would say that I have generally been cool on San Francisco this season. I have not backed them in many spots. Uh, I have faded them in a number of spots, including last week where I thought Carolina was a live dog. Turned out they were a dead dog. I forgot about that. Yeah, shame on you. That was a late one I added, and I didn't have a great feel for anything about that game, apparently, because I was like, it's going to be windy, it's going to be slow, it's going to be low, yeah, it's going to be a grind, it's going to be, you know, they're going to be in it like they're in that Houston game. No, San Francisco blew their MFing doors off and got the over by them damn selves. Um, I am feeling like we are in for a little bit of repeating history here with San Francisco obviously playing against an opponent that they are much more familiar with than Arizona makes it a little tougher to expect that. Uh, However, on a short week, uh, I'm backing the better coach 
every single time. And you happen to have uh, a coach in Cliff Kingsbury who has never been in this situation before where he's had an implemented game plan uh, on a short week. And oh, by the way, he's going up against a massively difficult opponent in a San Francisco defense that is proving to be clearly in the conversation with New England as among the best in the league this year. Uh, do you think San Francisco's defense can be the differentiating factor here? Or is there a matchup that you feel like especially lends itself to the Niners? Because we teased it a little bit on Sunday. I'm, I, want, I, want some, I want the Niners. I want to lay the points here, man. I want to lay the points. I want the Niners to go to the desert and just deliver another ass whooping. What are your thoughts? Yeah, initially we said that on the Sunday pod. I took some San Francisco minus eight. It wasn't much. I bought out with some plus ten and a half. I'm off the game oh. completely now. I know. Oh. I just I don't love this. I like there's good there's good things and there's bad things here. <sighs> Kyler Murray hype was fun while it lasted. Like playing some bad teams. He's gonna have a bad game. But I just I don't love this spot for San Francisco. It is the rookie head coach the short week. Like they should they'll win. They'll probably win convincingly, but it just feels like kind of a look ahead spot. They got Seattle next week, like an actual game, an actual opponent to kind of put them down <clears throat> to get that win and have the win in hand, obviously over everybody they played, but to have the win in hand over Seattle and LA is big as far as just locking up this division early and maybe setting it you know setting up your pitching rotation for the playoffs going tony dungy on it and resting some guys late maybe even because they have a lot of wins left on the schedule they get to play arizona twice in three weeks so i can i'm just worried about this turning into kind of an ugly second half where they let arizona get back into it i'm not uh i wouldn't bet arizona if i hadn't already had that minus eight just looking for a cute little middle spot willing to pay the juice to get out of it uh, yeah, I, I, you're probably right. Like the, the right side here is San Francisco if you get a decent number. Yeah, I just yeah chickened out off a few things this afternoon. Nick Bosa tried to deliver a little bit of a. Uh, uh, you should have taken me number one overall <laughs> on Kyler Murray. I guess it could be a thing. <laughs> his his play, just his, his level of play uh, through the last several weeks. Uh, did you expect this? Yeah, I mean they're good. Do you remember him? Yeah, like it's college? been a while since. Yeah, like he, he didn't play his his uh, his junior year, right? He, we saw him yeah. as a sophomore, and he was dominant, right? Extremely dominant. They have another one up there up the, right now. It's wild, but yeah, he is a world beating player. He is a defensive player of the year candidate. All of a sudden, he and he and his brother, they both won uh, defensive player of the week. Which that's is, I don't know. What if that's was ever they earned that? I think no. That they, was, uh, yeah, they had they had yeah. some amazing games. So yeah, short week. Hopefully, I guess for my sake, because I'll feel dumb buying out when this is like thirty-one nothing at half. Yeah. It, uh, you know, hopefully for my sake, it's a get this done and get out of town kind of win. Let's yep. get ready for Seattle because there's nothing better than just putting it away early, letting Arizona dick around the second half, resting some players taking 10 days and getting your getting your happy ass up and ready for Seattle because that is that the toughest game they have I mean let's not take away from the as far as yet I don't want to take anything away from the Rams because they're not a bad team but what an ugly matchup that was as far as just the defensive line and the problems that yeah. Goff has with pressure up the gut and like the guy was, getting the, the the um who got injured in that was a no boom 
Yeah. The the starting guard got injured yeah, in that was, one. And the guy they brought in was out of his element. Not time. good. Yeah. The, the the pressure they got on golf, it was like, well, this isn't we had we had Rams tickets that day. That was never getting there. No. He didn't have he didn't have a fucking shot in hell to move down the field at certain points in the game. They got an early touchdown. I think that was it. So yeah, I'm uh bought out. Let's hope this lands on nine. I'll make a little money. Okay. Uh, you got a lead for me on this one player prop I'm eyeballing. Um, George Kittle over under two and a half touchdowns. Jesus, is that is that even money for my ten each side? Uh, he's he's had like three or four called back on penalties. Oh, I know it. He's a stud. Yeah, he's he's probably a look like if if you want to bet something, maybe a uh, George Kittle first touchdown score, George Kittle anytime touchdown score, George Kittle props. Fuck it. Get your kittle on. That's a, yeah. as the we follow. You know, we don't play a ton of DFS and fantasy is kind of in the periphery, but we do follow and talk to guys like that. And you see that the the funnel. That's our, that's the best term. I, I love, love it. that now. I, I don't know it. if it's new this year. I've seen a lot more of it, but yeah, they are a tight end funnel down there, and tight ends are eating when they play Arizona. So yeah, kittle, kittle gate. I love it. Um, okay. I love how San Francisco has played in some of the bigger spots this year. It's clearly the team has swagger. The team is playing up in these primetime spots. This is another opportunity for them to really just do some damage. Let's move to the Sunday card. What do you got for me first thing? Crack-a-dawn. Oh, bright and early crack on adding to the, adding to the teaser card, mm. which I already did. <laughs> that was smart because it's going to move. This, hit. this, this is getting hit. Could be a flip favorite by the time we get to Sunday. I wouldn't be surprised. It would not. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't take a ton to move through some of those dead dead numbers down by zero and one. But uh, yeah, we are at Wembley Stadium, and God bless their hearts. Not only do we get four late games, we get the early game. It's a nice spread out card again. You get the six early, the four late, and you get the eight thirty in the morning game, the which best. is just just. The bee's knees. I love getting up early. <laughs> is that a, is that uh, an England, a London thing? The I bee's knees? I think the, it's is that a Queen's good. English? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking the Kings, I don't do a very good English accent. Maybe worse than yours from last time. Attempt it. Uh, yeah, the money's coming in on Jacksonville, and it makes sense. We talked about this. The Houston Texans injury report. God, I should even pull that up. It's uh it's full and also the shot. JJ Watt, that sucks. I mean, it yeah. sucks. Like you can shit on that guy for being kind of a you know Johnny Appleshiner, too yeah, good. Just a but, public douchebag, yeah. But he's still like he is a good dude. He's a great player. <laughs> and it sucks that he's always hurt. Always, always hurt. Out all it the does. time. Yep. Like he done for the year again. It sounds like it's not a terrible entry as far as getting back and get ready for next year, the surgery, whatever. But that uh, that's not going to help. There's a bunch of other people. Uh, let's see. I got yesterday's injury reports. The There's list is insane. Yeah, Fuller's hamstring. It's it's not good. It's it's a deep list. It's not a way you want to. It's not where you want to be when you're traveling to London. Not trying to get ready. Try to get ready for a team that plays in London every year. That's used to this travel spot. You know, I mean, what was the score last year for the Jacksonville game? Well, Jacksonville last year, their season was they were expected to contend, and it and went off the rails with Bortles, and they went out to London and they were partying. 
uh, the night before they played the the Eagles, and they got oh, yeah. they got uh, they, the they sh- got beat pretty bad. The year yep. before that, though, when they were playing well, they beat the Ravens. I think like forty four seven, something insane like that. Yeah, it was a beat down oh. the year before. Yeah, they have a really bad offensive line, which you know, what's a good way to counteract that? Is to have your opponent lose a defensive end with a season ending <laughs> pec injury. Yeah, and, right. and Minshew Minshew's made do. He's not a kid. This is why the teaser, this is the joke that started the teaser. He's not good enough to like cover every week, but he's good enough to keep him in the game. And I think it's probably the right side. I don't mind a Jacksonville money line. I will be not only putting it in the regular teaser, I'm looking for a secondary leg to add to this right now. Okay. I don't want to add Detroit, but I think I might. I so, will make a case later that you ought to think hard too. I know for that I'm one. going. I'm going. I'm probably <laughs> going to. So more than likely, it's going to be a Jacksonville Detroit teaser because I absolutely love both those teams and I get to cross all the numbers I want. So that's my look. I think you were kind of in agreement on this. Yeah. No. I think Jacksonville's the side. I ended up playing the over here, um, not yeah. only because it's in Wembley and when in Wembley game is played, bet the over, you get paid. Um, but, uh, yeah, you nailed it. Uh, you nailed the handicap on this, uh, Jacksonville's home away from home, Houston injured in uh, injuries on defense, especially the cluster injuries to their defensive backfield, their inability to generate pressure on Minshew. Um, you know, this, this total is depressed by three or four points because people are expecting bad weather from what I can tell. And I will tell you that I do not believe Wembley, you know, the way that the stadium is constructed, I do not believe that wind uh, has a meaningful impact and if it's just a rain event that they're dealing with and it's a sloppy field then this has all the makings of like you know leonard fournette finally making up for all the touchdowns he hasn't gotten this year he has one he has one with like 200 carries it's yeah. amazing yeah and uh on the other side of the ball i would expect that uh watson can go toe to toe like i like without a doubt Jacksonville is going to get points here. The question entirely becomes, does Houston show up offensively? Like that's the question for the over, in my opinion. And I think Watson can go toe to toe. I think he's going to be able to throw on this defense. I think having seen them once and, you know, having kind of uh, knowing, you know, knowing that his, his feet are going to be under, un, you know, in, in the fire in terms of having to score points, I think is going to make a difference in this game. And, you know, his offensive line is playing better. I'm expecting Tunsil to be in. Yeah. I'm expecting, um, you know, some of the issues that, that kind of, kept that uh, uh, that Texans over last week should have hit in spades and it did I'm still mad about that Trigger. Um, yeah and uh, I would I would expect that you see some you know you, you see some slop you know the, the route running for Houston they should be able to um, you know shake coverage well and uh, you know Leonard Fournette should be able to uh, you know finally find the end zone here and this should be a touchdowns not field goals kind of game uh, I took over 47. Got a plus money number on that. And, um, you know, if the weather even improves, then I'll feel even better. But uh, I'd love it if it's like a wet, sloppy field, you know, if the pitch is muddy and and uh, and torn up. It's uh, I think that sets up well for uh, some extra points. So get us an over in jolly old England. Yeah, people uh, talk about like the, the rain. And, uh, you know, I, we've probably touched on this at one point and you've heard it other places, too. Wind is what keeps points off the board. Rain actually hurts the defense sure. because defense a defense has to play reactively. 
the entire time. An offensive player gets to decide where he's going. A A defender has to follow him. It's much harder to react on a wet field than it is to just do what you're going to do. Defenders falling down is a big problem when it does get wet, and it actually lends itself to a little bit to an over, I believe. Yeah, so, I mean there there are some. We'll take, ex- take, there, we'll take the rain. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you get a monsoon like you're the, right, like the Niners game. The like Niners, that's, Niners yeah. yeah, that was different, obviously, but that that was I think that was specialized. No, but yeah, uh, just a wet a wet field is going right. to be going to be just fine. Which takes yep. us to. Oh, from a really fun offensive home <laughs> game to Dwayne Haskins. First ever Dwayne start. Haskins, motherfucker. Man, I didn't Jesus. want this either because I had a nice angle. I'll let you what what do you got? Okay. Here? Uh well, Bill Callahan and the Washington Redskins are clock killers. They managed to run time off the clock faster than any team I've ever seen in the NFL. And you are seeing that reflected finally in the totals sitting here at 37 going up against a meaningful defense in Buffalo with weather potentially being an issue. Haskins getting his first ever start against a really, really freaking good defense. I thought long and hard about taking the points in this, thinking that this might be a rerun of San Francisco, Washington, where you just see, you know, bills have trouble moving the ball, kick a couple field goals, put the game away with a relatively low score. And that, you know, nine, 10 points is too many. In the end, seeing Haskins' name as the starter and knowing how poor and un- un- how ill equipped he was as quarterback in that Vikings game and in relief in that uh, Giants game, this is, uh, this is set up for a Washington team total under or nothing. Thoughts? I wanted to back Washington. Buffalo's yeah. not good. They're still not good, but Washington might be worse. And I really, 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 really wanted Case Keenum to come out of the concussion protocol. And it sucks so bad that he's probably not going to – extra time even. I mean, they got extra rest after this game. That was going to be the angle. Extra rest plus Case Keenum isn't actually terrible. I don't want to say he's like a good quarterback, but he can absolutely keep him in a game with a total this low. So – I wanted it. It's looking like Haskins, so it's a no go for me. I can't bet this with uh, Dwayne Haskins starting. Just, I mean, it's one of the things I always say: way, way, way too much uncertainty. I have yeah. no idea what I'm getting. You could get a really nice start, or you could get like a Josh Freeman start. As our our boy Vegas Refund says, he always yeah. brings that fucking game up. Oh, Josh, Josh Freeman's first game for the Vikings. Oh, go that look at so Go look it up if you haven't seen it. That was yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, that's a bottom three all time quarterback performance. <clears throat> And I don't think it's close. Uh, it was a primetime game, too. Uh, no, everybody over. saw um, it. <laughs> anyway, the, I, I mean, Washington team total should be around 14. Is that an under bet on 14 with Haskins? Probably. Probably. He's not, yeah. he's not scoring much against this Buffalo defense. Yeah, yeah the Buffalo Washington's defense, defense is good. Any chance Washington's defense comes up with an opportunistic turnover on Josh Allen and sets up a short field? It's funny. That- and it's funny that Washington still took money. I mean, even with people yeah. not knowing what was happening at the quarterback spot, they thought that 10, 10 and a half, 11 was just too much, which I get. It's just maybe a number. Maybe maybe that was a numbers grab where people got 10 and a half and they're going to grab nine and a half now mm. on the other side. So I'm uh, I'm staying far, far away from a Haskins game. That's, that's okay. where I'm at. Okay. So next one's tough too. You got a feel? 
Yeah, it is tough. This is something I talked about with someone earlier. I guess I agree with the movement coming up to the four with uh, talking Tennessee, Carolina. Tennessee got outgained by a shitload. Tennessee got outgained on yards per play. It's just Tennessee won the turnover battle four to one. Tennessee shouldn't have won the game. That was a and and then you had the weird late whistle. Like it was a it was kind of an undeserved win. And especially we were a little higher on Tennessee after what we saw from uh, Tannehill the week before. <laughs> Who was the wide receiver that we were all excited about? He had like one catch. He Tannehill threw touchdowns to like every other receiver on the team. Yeah. Corey Brown or uh yeah. Uh, AJ Brown. Sorry. AJ Brown or Corey Davis. Corey Davis is a guy. Who's, yeah. He had a good week two weeks ago and then everybody else got involved. So the passing offense is there. The Carolina defense just got its, you know, B-hole ripped up by the Niners. <laughs> so it's kind of an, I guess I don't know what to think of the Carolina defense. We were keen yeah. on it until I saw kind of a bad I mean, a bad quarterback with a good running game and a defense that kept getting the ball back. Yep. I mean, they got shredded on the ground. So exposed, exposed. Yeah, there's there's things that lead lead me towards an over here, but at the same time, I feel like it's going to be a lot of Christian McCaffrey, and it's going to be Tennessee seeing what the Niners did against this defense and saying we can do that too. So I feel like yeah. it's going to be a quick game, and the total is low accordingly. It's 41, 41 and a half. There's a forty two at Heritage, but that's uh, it's probably a sharp number, and uh, it's going to be a close game. I don't think I have a hard lean either way. That total, yeah, side, the side's probably just about right. We're seeing a little bit of like a shadow from London travel this year, which is new yeah. and a little different. Um, Carolina certainly d- d- was never in that game. Coming off of a bye after London, they still just and maybe it was because they had played you know, in London and now they would travel to the West coast. Like that's possible. But, um, you know, Oakland didn't look great. Chicago didn't look great. Tampa Bay looked okay last week, but so there's a chance that, you know, with a, you know, a week at home now, a week to shake off some of that rust and, you know, and a, a more focused effort Carolina here is the right side. I mean, there's nothing still about Tennessee that I would qualify as legitimate as far as a team that I'm, you know, would, would, consider live um there's you know Tannehill clear upgrade over Mariota but this is still a squad top to bottom that you can't count on week in week out because they're coordinated by Art Smith and if given the chance he's going to run uh Derrick Henry into you know a stacked box and you know gain one yard and you know conceding downs like that when you're in a close game like no thanks uh, i'm not going to i'm not going to get line up and, and back you and then you flip it around you're like oh is Kyle Allen just going to rebound from that performance and cover more than a field goal i don't know about that so this was a very easy one for me to steer clear of i think the side and the total are probably fair maybe yeah. this ought to be carolina minus 3 and it's mi- it's minus 4 because you know there is still some respect market wide for carolina given the way that that number was bet down i don't know but either way, this is uh, this was an easy one to stay away from, and I probably will forget this game happened because I don't think I'll watch more than a minute of it. So. Yeah, I kind of hate these both of these teams to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they've especially screwed me. They're just like 
they're just not good fun watch like they're not fun like if this game was on primetime i'd probably watch the nba you know i i wouldn't be tuning in i don't think unless we were doing a halftime show i guess but uh and even then maybe i wouldn't tune in and we would do a halftime show anyway laugh about oh did, you didn't know that uh that cam newton was in for kyle Allen? oh no sorry um either way carolina tennessee two also ran teams this season, in my opinion, and I uh, won't be getting involved with this game, which leads us to Philadelphia, who at long last came through last week, can finally exhale a little bit that they finally got back on track with the win against the Buffalo Bills. We knew the Buffalo Bills were somewhat fraudulent. We knew Philadelphia had that performance in them. Thank God they did it a weekend that I bet on them because I had been losing money hand over fist betting on care on Philadelphia to that point in the season. The other side plus money from- winner. We plus felt good winner. about that. Absolutely. Bills. And on the other side of the coin here, I thought hard about taking Chicago against, uh, you know, against the uh, chargers thought hard about it. This chargers team is dead DOA. Uh, there's no reason to think that the, that the Chicago couldn't somehow turn their season around. I, I had before last week, I had thought Chicago was still going to find their way to like eight and eight or so on the season and kind of salvage it in some way. But that's not going to happen. Mitch Trubisky does not have the goods. Matt Nagy does not have the answers to get this thing turned around. And Nagy coaches himself out of a win the way he managed the clock at the end of the first half and the end of the game. It was poor. It was it was Andy Reid-esque, one would say. Straight apple doesn't fall far from the Andy Reid tree, it turns out. That's, uh, you're proud of that, aren't you? And even the kicker, <laughs> the kicker came out and said it. He they asked him like, "Would you have preferred to not be on that hash?" And he answered, "Yeah." And you could tell like he he's like, "Oh man, Matt's." Gonna I'm probably going to get cut for this, but I'd rather have been in the middle of the field. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to beat me with his visor. And yeah, that just some of the shit Nagy said. I thought he was a forward-thinking coach. Yeah, and he absolutely is not. No, as, like no. you said, I would do that a thousand times again. Well, guess what? You're not going to get a thousand more chances because you're going to get fucking fired. Yeah. Because you pull shit like that to lose games like you've done in the past already, it's going to be a problem. It goes back to week one of last year when his very first game, he oh, came out, got, out, got a memory. big lead on the Green Bay Packers, and they absolutely turtled. They were looking amazing, and he Great just Great memory. Packed it in. Packed it in, and they – No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. But, yeah, they packed it in, and, yeah, I mean, and the rest, as they say, is history. Yep. That was, a, that was yep. a, a, harbinger, a harbinger of things to come. It was. He is not as forward-thinking as we thought. He has his moments, though. He does have his moments. There's some nice play calling. They script a nice early game sometimes. Yeah, Trubisky, he doesn't have the goods. I feel bad for, again, I'll say it, Allen Robinson. I feel bad for you. Yeah. I feel bad for Mac. Yeah. Like this, this, it might have been that was your year if you wanted yeah, to win Oakland a playoff goes, game. Oakland, yeah, Oakland goes on a uh, on a run to the wild card this year, and Max out, you know, on a four and twelve Bears team like that. That turned real quick. Yeah, um, Mac, Mac and uh, Antonio Brown can hang out and watch the <laughs> watch. You know, watch the Raiders go. Watch and the Raiders beat, get their asses kicked by the Colts. I don't know. Yeah, I was just saying they might beat the Colts the way they match up. How about the Chiefs? 
That would be something. I think it's going to be Chiefs, Bills, Colts. Okay. Boy, we're making playoff predictions already. I know. It's. I think. I don't think we're crazy. No, um, we're not. Not that, in the AFC. Speaking of crazy, the hell's going on with this total? Forty-four to forty-two. Is that Chav? Does that make shit for sense to you? Um, Why is this going down? I mean, didn't didn't Philly get things fixed offensively? Don't they still have the same problems defensively? Like, isn't Deshaun Jackson coming back in this game? I mean, I'm looking at the adjustment from the look ahead to the line. Minus three to minus five. Yeah, fine. That's fine. Philly can be minus five. That's fine. I'm not laying those points with this team after what we've been through emotional roller coaster this season. I'll let them get right on their own time. But I would have thought this was a nice overlook, except the market does not agree with that. Do you have a feel for what's going on there? I think it's like what we said last week. In my reasoning for backing the Eagles against the the Bills, and then obviously the weather came in and helped me out even more, said the Philadelphia Eagles – they have a decent quarterback. They're getting their receiver back, good coaching, and some nice pieces elsewhere on the team, a couple good tight ends. Their biggest glaring weakness is in coverage. And it's like we I made the joke about J.J. Watt. Like, what, what do you do to have your coverage look good? Play a shitty quarterback. You play Josh Allen, your coverage is going to look good. His, his average depth of target is the length of his leg. Like, these, <laughs> yeah. these are not people that are going to beat you. And he has a huge arm, which is so that's weird. But yeah, that, these aren't people who are going to beat you over the top. Hey, so it's, 0.0 chance that uh, Chicago was looking past the Chargers last week, thinking about getting revenge for their playoff loss last year. That's, I think that's a, that's a maybe, right? Yeah, that's a made up narrative because they have bigger problems than that. But to get their ass <laughs> eliminated. They have a bottom five offensive line at this point. They are having a lot of problems. Uh, Trubisky under pressure is going to equal turnovers. This is going to be kind of an issue game. I agree with the move. I wish I'd have got it early. I would have bet probably at four. I might still bet this game. Fuck, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand the total either. As far as I'm concerned, I think maybe, maybe it's coming down because people don't think you know, the bears are going to score on this team. If they can't pass, if they can't get the passing game going, they're not going to score much. And this game's going to be a laugher. Philly as a uh, survivor leg Philly as a money line parlay leg. Yeah. All of it. Hmm. Who do you put Philly money line parlay with? San Fran? Dallas. I think they win. Philly, Dallas brotherly love. Dallas on the road against the Giants. Don't they always screw that up? Oh, yeah. Dallas is great road field advantage this year. Um, that is true. <clears throat> all right. So, I don't have a play for Philly-Chicago. I'll just watch. I'll, I will watch that interesting. I mean, I will be interested in that game and try to find some, you know, try to make some sense out of it, but I can't, can't advocate a play. Similarly with this next one. Where we don't even yeah, know what the fuck the line's going to be. <laughs> um, we, we decided off air. We're going to call it right around Minnesota minus three. They're similarly rated with Green Bay, maybe a little worse. So it's the same position. If it's Matt Moore, it's Minnesota minus three. Total similar to, I suppose, probably 48. 47, 48, somewhere in there. I think that's where I would see this being. Um, and then the question I was going to ask, what is what is he worth? What if he plays? What's the, does it flip favorite three to three? Yeah. So no. full six. Four. I'd say minus minus two, minus one, somewhere in there. I like got four, four and a half, five point move. 
I think people would be fired up enough that they would be able to demand a four. Wow. That would be my guess. Uh, but I, I think that's a, I think this is a, a this is a pointless exercise because I would give it about a ninety percent chance we see Matt Moore take the field, and yeah. I think about most likely likely outcome here is Minnesota is a minus three favorite on Sunday, and I think they're probably live. Very. Uh, I don't love this matchup at all for Kansas City, especially with Matt Moore, especially with the fact that it felt like you kind of threw your kitchen sink at the last game. You had ten days to prepare for it, and you still couldn't get the win against Green Bay. Um, I think Minnesota and Green Bay are very compatible, very comparable. Uh, Minnesota better defense, slightly worse offense. Um, but there's no reason that you're, you know, you, you, good luck containing Cook. Yeah, Casey, and, you haven't fixed your biggest problems. No, and yeah. Minnesota's best receiver isn't a running back. True. Like, if you think you had problems with a running back getting out in space, I'm guessing Thielen plays, even if he doesn't digs. Cook and the and the tight ends. That's a lot to handle with that defense. Um, getting some pressure on Cousins could be the way they stay in that game. But even that, I just it's a better defense than Green Bay right now. And I think maybe people want to kind of shit on them a little for the uh, Thursday night game. But didn't that kind of feel like the narrative I spelled out? Yes. With the, with the Thursday night game coming up where it's just like, all right, we got this done. Yes. Washington's not very good. And maybe yes. if, if Keenum played the rest of the game, we'd, uh, they'd have, they'd have had to try a little harder, but that was, yeah, that was an ugly second half where they didn't really, really have to worry about much. So I think they're, they're extra rest, good receivers. If Thielen plays, fine. I'm betting the th- if it's a three, I'm just going to bet it. I don't bet oh, but- Minnesota. I don't bet Minnesota this often. You like that better than the under? Uh, Matt Moore's going to have a tough time with this defense. I don't know. Some of the plays they ran were pretty sneaky. Where they were I know, just, but they were they unloading were just getting, all of their trick shit. I don't know. It's Andy Reid. You never know how much trick shit he's got. Good point. I mean, Hardman's so fast. There's just guys that are untackable because they're just blurs down the fucking field. Good point. So, I, I don't I'm not I'm a little scared of this under, especially yeah. in some of these games where the passing offense is working, they haven't let up. Like the True. the Eagles, the Eagles and the uh Giants game. It's like and I mean Detroit pushed them. Detroit kept scoring so they had to, but but when when the offense is working, they just keep scoring. Mm, 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 mm. Who's that backup running back that looks so freaking live against uh Madison? Who the hell is that guy? He, he's kind of good. Yeah, <laughs> he was nasty. Doesn't and that they were calling? They were calling all these holding penalties back. Like his oh, final yeah. stat line betrayed how unbelievably good he was at the end of that. If, game. Yeah, if you're a Mountain West guy, you saw him up at up on the blue turf. He's I did. Boy- he was a Boise State guy. He's from San Bernardino, dude. You should know this guy. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> but yeah, he went to Boise State. He's a rookie. Okay. He is a hard indicator that running backs don't matter. And the scheme is what is making – and Delvin Cook is a special player. He's a very good player. I don't want to shit on him. He's good. Yeah. But the scheme is making him better. And, uh, I mean, you can see it. When Madison comes in, he is just tearing off chunks of field. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move down the card. Uh, The – it's tough to say that we have – is there a team that we have a better read on? in the NFL than Miami Dolphins? 
<laughs> is that true? I think it might be. I mean, we did, we, we, bit, did, we, did <laughs> we did nail, we nailed like, Monday night and we like didn't destroyed. bet it. I like guess destroyed. we we bet the second, we said, I mean, we said like a week in advance we're betting that second half. Yeah. And, and we it, sat and there on the, the Periscope. Moment, did it like yeah. eight ways. <clears throat> in, yeah. Like on, the, on the Periscope, <laughs> we said, well, what should we do? Should we just go? And we ended up with Pittsburgh team total over which hit. But we also said, God, it might just be an under because Miami won't score, which yeah. was true. The under came through. And we yeah. said, well, oh, what about Miami team total under seven? They didn't score. Yeah. So what about, what about just alternate, alternate <laughs> Pittsburgh minus 10? Like, any yeah. which way you sliced, diced, fried, or julienne that, it came through for <laughs> Pittsburgh. That was an absolute, like, you know, the, the joke about tanking on that blitz play. Yeah. I don't I don't fully believe they'd like, hey, we're going to tank this play. Like, they just said, hey, we're going to bring the house and see what happens. But in the second half, it was a whole different game, which, yeah. sorry that they didn't cover. There was, yeah. I thought for a while, Pittsburgh was going to cover. I did too. And then if, uh, what's his name, uh, hits that field goal, uh, if they get a little closer and they hit that first field goal, they do. Oh, yeah, they I by about the missed field goal. Um, so they went the eight <laughs> consecutive drives. Eight consecutive possessions, Miami did, where they neither punted nor scored. Like Which impossible. is mind blowing to me. It's All like tur- tur- they had the end of the game, the end of the half, two turnovers on downs, and four turnovers. Unreal. It's Unreal. pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so, if we totally understand Miami, is there a team we have less understanding of than the New York Jets? I would uh, <laughs> say that's fair. Because we, we kind of thought they were going to peak here. We kind of thought they were going to go on a little run here, put together a little momentum, bring their season out of the shitter. But instead, they're trying to ship all off, shed some of their most important pieces. I would say Jamal Adams and Le'Veon Bell, they may be your two best players to this point in the season. And I can tell you for sure, they are playing the hardest of anyone on your team. Like, like this is wild that the trade deadline came and the team looks like it's falling apart. They have got to get rid of Gase. Gase is going to ruin all of the young talent across that team. Uh, and I honestly, I don't know what their direction of the franchise is. Gase heading back to Miami where he was a coach for three years. Does he get some kind of a motivational edge out of this team or is this team quit on him? I, I have no clue. What to you hit game. that on the head. I have no clue. It feels like a live betting because, you know, if you want to go just narrative, straight narrative, because sure. I don't think my model, my, my numbers can make sense of the Jets or Miami right now. I know where they sit as far as power numbers, but, and this price is probably pretty fair if you take into account the Jets past couple weeks performances. And it's hard to put context to some of the games with Luke Falk in, but the Jets are a better team. Miami, yep. Miami's a pretty shitty team still. But you find you're gonna find out quick in that first quarter. Did Gase fire the team up or did Gase fuck the team up? Did he destroy <laughs> morale? Just yeah. put him into full quit mode. So I'm gonna watch this one, probably look for a small live bet just to feel smart after I watch a couple drives and see how the Jets look. Because yeah, the, this Je- is the Jets probably... legitimately could win this game by 28 points if they yeah if they yeah, if they, all come if together they gel yeah. yeah if they gel um they didn't end up shipping a, bu- a bunch of important pieces they are relatively healthy like they should be competitive 
Uh, they should have been more competitive against the Jaguars, but they were still sloppy. They're still turning the ball over. Their offensive coordinating is not great. And um, Greg Williams is still uh, an absolute cancer in the defensive side of the ball in terms of the way he was scheming. Did you see that? That I guided the under last week. I thought you know that they were going to be able to put a little bit of pressure on the Jags in terms of scoring points. And next thing you know, you look up and they're busting off 75-yard touchdown passes. Like it, it was an embarrassing performance across the board for the coaching staff and the players last week. And I don't know if they rebound. Honestly, I don't. And this is probably a good week to stay away from Miami second half. I mean, to, to not get involved in the second half here on the Jets if the Miami's winning at halftime because – I can't see. Yeah, what what motivation do the Jets have to? Exactly. You know, yeah, it's not. Yeah, like exactly. Last week. It's not. Yeah, like if you're lo- if you're the Jets and you're losing at halftime, I don't think you're talking like, okay, let's turn it around. Here we go. This is where our season. This is where we come back together, guys. Come on. Like I think you're like shit, man. We can't even beat these guys, and that's it. Like I, I think it falls apart at that point. So, yeah, this is not set up as a great opportunity to enact the same fade that we had on Miami in the second half that existed against. Every other team that we've talked about going back to week two, I think, after we kind of realized, oh, shit, this team is super, super thin. They are going to, if they try hard and compete, it's going to be in the first half, and then they're just going to get gashed. This is the best part. If Miami lucks himself, accidentally wins the game, they uh, they would pass the Jets in the standings. Oh, shit. Because they would each be one and seven, and then you'd have the head to head. So the they Jets pull, and but, they, what was yet. the name of the play where they were blitzed Dave guys? The, uh, the annexation of play? Puerto Rico. <laughs> the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> I don't know. That was a like if you're gonna bring There's the house, bring I felt bad. Rush eight guys. That nah, they didn't rush eight about. guys. They rushed oh they, they it was eight. I thought it was nine for a second. <laughs> the math, if you put 12 guys out there, it would have been. But yeah, they yeah. brought a lot of people. It's funny that when they showed that all 22 shot, the of the defensive backs, it's like, well, hopefully he doesn't complete a pass because we're fine. <laughs> and that's what happened. Oopsie. So, oopsie yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, Which brings half. us to Pittsburgh. Yeah, the other half of that game. Pittsburgh. So, yeah. Rudolph was making some bad decisions out there. He was. That one pick was you throw it 20 yards down the field with no mustard on it into that kind of coverage, like that's going to get picked a lot. I mean, it yeah. felt like when he threw that, I'm like, oh man, like you, you, know, you, you don't, yeah, you in. don't, you don't see the receiver when you're just watching it on TV. Like, man, <laughs> if there's a guy that's not wide open, that's a 50, 50 ball. And it turns mm-hmm. out it wasn't even that I wouldn't have given the receiver 50% chance to catch that. That was ugly. He was very ugly. And then the jet and then, you know, Miami quit and they looked better. And I want to put a lot of that on Connor. I don't think it was – I don't think I can give a lot of credit to Mason. Nope. It was It was pretty rough all through the game. I don't want to go out and say, like, Duck is better because he's not. The, the, it's, it's a rough spot for this team right now as far as the season goes because what is your – I guess you're three and four. If you do win this game, you're four and four. You're not that far. You're right in the mix with, like, you know – the Texans, Jaguars, and all that for that sixth spot. But uh, I mean, the motivation—the motivation for Indy has to be way higher than Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, and if especially, you lose, especially coming off a of, coming off probably a 
I don't want to say a lucky win because it would have been it would have been lucky for whoever won that game, the way that played out. But uh, they got by. They lead their division. You got to have this one. Yeah, Pittsburgh's wins this year have come against Miami, Cincinnati, and the LA Chargers. And I would contend that Mason Rudolph is not a better quarterback than Duck Hodges, but that they're both bad. Um, I thought that Mason Rudolph was, I would give him a C. And because he played against the Miami defense, it looked like a B uh, on Monday Night Football. And I would guess that Indy, this sets up perfectly for them, I feel like. Uh, people are kind of starting to think, oh, they can only, you know, they're winning all these close games. They're lucky. They're not as good as their record. Well, yeah, but, you know, they have one of the top three coaches in the NFL right now. And Jacoby Brissett is playing pretty damn great. Like, they should have lost to, to, to Denver, period. That should have been at the end of that game. There was a clear and obvious safety that didn't get called. And then that turned into probably one of the more miraculous uh, plays of the entire weekend of maybe of the season uh, that set up that 51 yard field goal by uh, Adam Vinatieri. Indianapolis, better team, top to bottom, better coach. Uh, in my opinion, I think that they can lean on their strength uh, of their offensive line. I think they can dictate, you know, how this game goes from a pace standpoint. Uh, and, you know, if you're going to give me such a small number uh, I will take that when and get involved with the Colts happily. I think that's kind of the pattern we're seeing with this team. Uh, I don't think you want to necessarily lay a lot of points with them, um, but in a spot where they can compete, the fact that they have the better coach is going to be the differentiating factor. And I, you know, I honestly, I don't know how Pittsburgh really gets it done in this game. They've been leaning so heavily on Connor, and that's only working in games where they're going up against a bottom five defense or what's the you know, update on him? It's just brutally hurt. Um, I'm expecting him to go. Uh, what's he dealing with an AC joint injury? Yeah. And I thought maybe, you know, could have effed up a shoulder or something, but, or yeah, you know, I think he's got it. Yeah. You know, broken because it looked nasty at first, but then it, it's looking like it's just a joint. Yeah. I, although I'll tell you what we saw that we saw this, we saw him play, try to play through a similar head, neck, shoulder injury, last year and it took away a ton of his effectiveness do you remember that connor was just a dynamo he he was a dynamo in in um replacing you know Le'Veon bell for the steelers last year until uh he sustained that head neck injury um so maybe maybe he's not as effective but that's gravy in my opinion i think percent i think frank Reich. i think they get this win uh pittsburgh is wildly fraudulent in my opinion and you know i think indy while they're not going to cover six, seven points against a team that's playing relatively competitive football, they're surely, surely alive uh, to get a win on the road against a team that's got Mason Rudolph under center. Yeah, what, what I saw was, you know, Fitzmagic looking good, throwing the ball. I agree with you. I've kind of looked at maybe an indie team total over. Ooh. Like 24. I feel like they get there. Brissett, let Brissett loose again. Feels like the right defense to do that against. Throw the ball. Yep. I don't know. I haven't done anything yet. They're getting healthier. Leonard's back, which is huge. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm assuming that the uh that they're keeping Quentin Nelson out. 
limited practice participant for precautionary reasons and that he will be fully ready to go on Sunday. That's a huge, huge part of my assumptions here because, you know, Pittsburgh has a couple of nice players. They can be on defense. They're disruptors. TJ Watt obviously was on fire in that uh, Miami game. But if you can neutralize him with your pass protection, which Indy should be able to do, then I think Brissett can make plays down the field. I think he can beat this team. I think Frank Reich knows exactly how much he needs to pull out to get a win against Mike Tomlin. And uh, uh, this is uh, this is one where I'm looking for uh, a road, small road favorite now, uh, Indianapolis at minus one. That takes us to the Bay, the Bay Area. Mm. This one's mine setup wise. So I know you played this game. I did. I like your play on this game. I know. I have a play on this game too. A little bit different. Um, but it'll be fun. And you too. know what? I like yours. Okay. Um, so Detroit heads to Oakland where the Lions have effectively the Giants game, I feel like, saved their season. Right? Like they were coming apart a little bit. They trade. They trade bigs. Uh, they're you know that kind of shakes shakes their locker room, shakes their defensive leadership in their locker room a little bit. Um, but they still managed to come out and play an honest game against the Giants. They looked fine. They scored a touchdown on defense last week. They set the tone. Like that was a Lions cover. Lions win comfortably uh, until the tail end of that game where they gave up a garbage touchdown to New York. So this is a, an opportunity I feel like for, you know, to buy a low a little bit on the lions uh, and Oakland can score. They should have gone over in that team. They should have gone over that uh, total in Houston last week. They got the cover. Uh, Derek Carr is playing top half of the league quarterbacking right now. John Gruden is coordinating top half of the league offense right now. Uh, did not expect that heading into the season whatsoever, but he's got uh, a dynamic set of young weapons and they're all doing their part right. Now. So um, I would expect this to be a relatively high scoring game. I would think that the differentiating factor for the lions is simply going to be that Oakland is missing their center and their backup center potentially. And that this could be a little bit of an uneven game uh, down the, you know, if, if, if push comes to shove, in the in crunch time, I would expect the Lions can make a play by getting after Derek Carr up the middle here. Um, I think they get a very, I think they get a narrow win. Um, but if you're going to give me a money line of plus one thirty five, uh, sign me up here for the better quarterback in the game with Matt Stafford. Um, what do you like about this game? I like Oakland's offense. I like okay. the efficiency of the offense, and this. I mean, the same thing goes for Detroit. You never know. It's it's kind of like what we talked about with Tennessee. Apparently, you never know which receiver is going to get involved. They have the Jones, Galladay, and Amendola, just kind of uh, a la carte. Whoever decides to get all the touchdowns and touches that day, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be super excited to take one of those guys if I was doing DFS. But somebody's getting hot, and you know, Oakland's defense is going to give up plays. Matthew Stafford yep. has. Let me look. I wrote this down. Average depth of target, air yards, 10.8 when he's in a clean pocket. That's a lot. It's like first or second. He throws the ball deep. He doesn't dink and dunk. That's not what this offense is. I think we can get into a nice back and forth in this game. Detroit can't run. They shouldn't run. Hopefully they don't run. If they they realize they should just throw the ball, they're going to be successful. 
They're yep. going to score 28, 31, 35. And I think Oakland's more than capable of putting up points on them too. So what Minnesota did last week. I don't understand this under money coming in. I'm more than no. happy, more than happy to get involved at 50. Because this <sighs> opened higher than that. So I found a 50 for cheaper than 10. Heritage has 50 minus 105 right now. I can, you know, and we talk about this a little with like, oh, limits go up on Wednesday and there's big moves. There hasn't been big moves on Wednesdays. Like, I don't know if people are waiting longer or trying to drive things further, but it feels like Thursday and Friday have been busy days for big moves. Do you think people are betting NFL? And that's the other part. We have a World Series game tonight. We have the NBA. We have, you know, there's hockey. It it does kind of change the dynamic of maybe some of the public money this time of year. College football, the college football sharps are destroying this year too. Yeah. So maybe they're kind of like dabbling in NFL as opposed to really getting heavy, heavily involved. I don't think that's crazy. I would love to hear some perspective from someone who knows, but anyway. But yeah, I am on the over. Over. I like lots of points. Lots and lots. I like the over. I think this is going to be a fun game. I'll probably watch a lot of this game. This will probably be the big screen in the afternoon. Yeah, definitely going on the big screen in the afternoon. Um, should be fun. Uh, okay, Somebody worth noting. TV. Oakland. Oakland, finally back at home. This is the first game in the black hole since like the preseason. <laughs> yeah, it has been. They're going to come back and be like, oh, the trees changed colors. <laughs> oh, what happened? It was it was I, I, summer. I don't know. I don't know how that the tree, works. The trees there. in uh, the trees in Oakland don't generally change. Are there color trees until in Oakland? Closer to December ish. Yeah, they just go from green right to brown and then they fall off, um, or the wind blows them off. Um, anyway, the um, yeah, no, it, it's it's been a long time since they had a game in the black hole, so it should be a raucous environment. Should yeah. be a lot of fun. Um, I you know I still think I still think. Uh, Detroit's live in this one. I like your overplay. I'm gonna waffle on that. I'm, I, I mean, I'm gonna play bad, but but which 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 one goes on the card for official record keeping purposes? I, I I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Probably gonna be the one of these two. I think Detroit wins. I'll call it 31-28. Sounds like you could be in the market for a Detroit team total over 28. Oh hell yeah! Is that what the numbers? I mean, roughly. No. What's 20, Detroit no, favorite be by? Like 20, no, it'll be like 24. Detroit's, Detroit's a two-point dog. It'll be like – the team totals are going to be like 27 and a half, 24 and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking right? at the next or 27, game 24. I was looking at the Tampa Bay game. Being oh, six, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're going to be Tampa like Bay, speaking Holy of. Holy shit. We're betting, I'm betting overs. that. Detroit team total over. I'm speaking of team total part. overs, what's Tampa Bay's going to be? Tampa Bay, Tampa it's Bay. like 23. Yeah, that one's – Isn't it? Like, let's parlay those. Parlay Detroit and Tampa Bay's team total overs. That'd Watch be them fun. Both, both sitting on 28 in the first half. Oh, if you God, want to set this so one up. This is, okay. Do you um, agree? Yeah, you're on this. You're on this guy. Yep. So, Tampa Bay, Seattle. Go for it. Oh, Tam- Tampa Bay. I'm going to bet on Tampa Bay. I like that, too. Let's uh, – Let's do it together. It, I mean, I halfway set this up when I talked about the Tennessee game. Tennessee probably shouldn't have won that game, and Tampa Bay probably should have scored 40 points. Yeah. Seattle is susceptible to that kind of offense, 
even yep. though it's in Seattle, six points is too many. This is a close game, and Tampa Bay is live to win this. If they can get out of here without you know the Jameis Winston shit show throwing four picks, they're absolutely going to stay inside this number. And I don't know. I see this getting driven down, closing maybe. I mean, four. You, yeah, it could definitely get driven down through five. Is uh, I don't know. I don't know who's wanting to lay this many points with Seattle right now. I mean, the, I don't know either. The, the the Falcons game is one thing, but this is not the Falcons. This isn't a team that's quit. It's no. a team that's in the mix. Yeah, and uh, this is a team that can stop the run. And you don't have uh, an offensive coordinator that knows better than to learn the hard way <laughs> that he's not yep. going to be able to run on Sunday. Um, okay, so let me ask you a quick question because it's uh, funny we, they are two and five, but they still feel like they like they they have less quit in them than teams with more wins. Oh, seriously, and you know they 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 like they don't know any better. They don't know that they're not out of it. You know, like that's kind of their. They are. They have like that uh, idiot quality to them in general. Stefano Sitsipas. Uh That's a very fair comp. Yes, the Mimbos. They're Mimbos. Um, okay, Seattle. What's your general read on them? I had a conversation with my matchbook buddies today, and they were asking what team with the winning record is the most fraudulent. And obviously, Buffalo is kind of the easy dumb answer. But I was trying to get a little smartassy, and I was like, I think Seattle actually. Um, do you think, what do you think in general of Seattle to this point in the season and where do they go from here? Like, like, can you map out sort of the rest of 2819 for Seattle Seahawks for me? Yeah. I mean, if I had to pick a winning record, bad team, it'd probably be Carolina. Cause Ooh. I still, I still don't think, I think the Cam Newton return thing is going to be bad. Okay. You know, there's some <laughs> tough, there's t- even though there's a bye week in between this, they got to go to San Francisco and two, a getting healthy Eagles team, getting healthies. Host Minnesota, who is suddenly figured out offense. Go to the Rams, to the Panthers. Then they get a small respite hosting Carolina. And then they have the Niners, who you can only hope are like 15-0 and 0 at that point and don't play any. I think Beadhard got traded, actually. I don't know who their backup would be. It would be that Mullen guy, maybe. Mostert, mustard, mustard. I yeah, mustard. <laughs> Truthfully, if if the Niners, if, if the Niners really make a run, that might be a a plus that you're playing them at home at the last game of the year. If they have a one seed locked up, if the Saints maybe fall off the pace a game, yeah. But otherwise, if that's a if they have to play their starters and they're trying to fight for home field advantage, like that's another shitty game. They have a hard ass schedule. So I think this team can possibly will make the playoffs, but they are absolutely going to have to prove it. And it starts with this one. They have to, they, if they lose this game, this is, that's, that's super bad, super bad for your, for your playoff hopes, because there is a ton of difficult games, including with, again, with a buy. So it's technically six weeks worth of time, but in five weeks, four road games and they all they all are teams with winning records if you want to say the eagles are which they will be here uh seattle's doing a little better on the road than they're at home this year it's worth road road field advantage it's weird because they used to have the biggest home field advantage and now they have one of the bigger road field advantages in the league um can't really wrap my brain around that 
nugget, but we'll see. The uh, I do think though that uh, if Tampa does, if they have, if Tampa no shows, it's because of the extremely difficult travel that they've undergone the last handful of weeks here. The fact that they, you know, just three weeks ago they were in London playing, and now you know here they are in uh, Seattle, the million time zones away. Um, and that they haven't played a home game also since like the preseason. Um, you know, if they underperform, that's why. But I do just, I, I, I like the matchup here in every way for Tampa Bay. Um, the Seattle defense can be scored on. They're, they're, they can be passed on. Uh, we really need, we, we know what we really need beyond just a clean game from Winston for the purposes of getting this Tampa Bay plus six home. We need a clean game for Winston so that uh, we can get a little separation between him and Baker Mayfield in the interception race. This is because true. they sit at the top tied, uh, and for you know th- he keeps he keeps uh, you know rallying to the the challenge and you know putting himself back in the conversation, even though Baker Mayfield desperately wants to pull away here and win with the most interceptions. So um, really hope James Winston can keep it together. And uh, this is a secondary that he should look really good against. Honestly, they should be able to throw at will against these guys. They should, you know, Seattle's pass rush has been pathetic. Seattle's uh, linebacking core can do fairly well against the run. But uh, I think that, you know, this is a game where Winston, I mean, where, yeah, Winston, Godwin, Evans, these guys uh, go off and uh, set the pace, dictate. Their team total over looks good. Whether, you know, Game State being there ahead or Game State being there behind, I think Tampa Bay team total is a solid, solid swing, right? Are you taking the six? Because I'm taking the six. I am as well. Let's take the six. Plus, it is, it is a, oh, we need like, I don't know. You know, I don't want to be like morning show campy, but we need like a sounder for the deep dive consensus lock. <laughs> the reggaeton horn. I don't know, but that one, yeah, that's something we agreed on early in the week. And the number's still kind of where you want it to be. There's even some plus six. God, I bet I can find a plus six. Do you six know even. why the total was bet down by three points? Um, because um, he's going to try to kick field goals instead of going forward on fourth downs. Oh, because that's what they are. Because that's who we are. That's who they are. One of a Super Bowl. I got. You know what I loved? Pete Carroll. Did you see how distracted he was this week in the pressers? His his mind is all fucking over the place. He was like going off about the Seattle Sounders. He was like, let's look at these clips of the Seattle Sounders. Uh, and you know he was going off about so, so many things not football related. He is not focused on this game. Um, but you know who else? Uh, Bruce Arians uh, has a little history with uh, Seattle. This is true. Has a little history. Speaking um, all right. Speaking of people anyway. who are having a little trouble with the media. Oh, okay. oh uh, what a how segue. sad are you though that we didn't bet this on the pod, but we did on Sunday. We kind of talked about it. We knew it was a good look. Cleveland, it was a short dog on Sunday. And we talked about it. We were like, we should get involved. And uh, we didn't. And then... Uh, we only missed out on like 80% CLV. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can, and congrats. I know some people. Yeah. Um, I think I think our guy, uh, Costas. Oh, good. Nikki, he got, he got some. He jammed a book right before it moved. Nice. So there was people that were able to get down right before it moved, or they bet it early in the week because they're just yeah. smart. Yeah. But uh, well, that's that's what uh, 
That's a good let's, look right now. Let's revisit a couple things, though, because Joe Flacco, who is uh, no longer going to be the quarterback in this game for Denver, instead a guy, uh, B. Period Allen. Um, I'm assuming that's a football player, but we'll find out. Um, Joe Flacco, uh, I thought, made some very appropriate comments in the postgame presser where he was critical of Fangio's decision-making on the third and five uh, inside Colts territory coming out of the two-minute warning where Fangio played it extremely conservatively, did not pass the ball. He ran the ball in order to force Indianapolis to use their final timeout. Like that was somehow going to win them the game when there was still a minute 55 on the clock and you were putting your defense back out on the field for like the 10th time uh, in that half. If you pass in that situation, if you get the first down, the game is over, you have won. The only way you can potentially lose this game is by not being aggressive, by punting the ball, and by letting, you know, letting them be, do their magic and you know, get in position to kick a miraculous field goal. Um, so I was, I was disappointed in Fangio's decision-making there. I thought he was rightfully criticized by Flacco. And the fact that Flacco is now benched for Allen because of a quote-unquote neck injury, I find to be a little bit too convenient, but that's fine. Um, I thought, and after the news was, was, was made, I thought about backing Cleveland still at minus three. Did you? Yeah. And he, what do you make of their mindset? I mean, his neck, he he was hurt. They were working on him like during the game, like conspiracy theories are fun and all. And maybe it's one of those things where he's hurt, but this didn't help either. So made the decision easier. Yeah. It made the decision a little easier. Yeah. I still, if Cleveland, if this is not a get right game, where then get right then, games don't exist, yeah, then <laughs> then when when are you going to show us the team with the number one overall pick quarterback who is going to be a future star and the two all pro receivers and the running back and the D lineman and all these high picks and the plus EV head coach that you you know, elevated to that position and everything we heard about all off season, when are they going to get their shit together? And that's the only reason I'm staying away from it right now. Okay. So, cause they don't seem like the kind of team that uh, can get their shit together. Yeah. But yeah. man, it's the quarterback they're playing. I mean, it's Cleveland or nothing. I'm not, I'm not taking the points. I'm not. Just think about taking the under. I kind of did because it feels like one of those where it's like the most infuriating game state when you do have an over where Baker drives down the field and throws a pick. Yeah. And then this other guy moves it a little and throws a pick. And it's one of those where it just moves between the 20s. Yeah. yeah. Like the first they punt him, they're punting. They're, they're going from zero to the 40, zero to the 40, zero to the 40. Yeah. Right. Like it's like it's one of those games. Um, what about a Denver team total under? I mean, Cleveland's defense can play. Like they have, they're healthy. They played pretty damn stout against New England. Uh, they can rush the passer. They, it's not like it's not like the O line is playing all that great for Denver. It's not like, I mean, De- like Cleveland could shut them out. This could be a twenty-one nothing kind of game. That's not a terrible look. You've said some stupid <laughs> things in your day. This is not one of them. It's going to be like a, a plus money. Yeah. You might get a plus money 17 and a half. That's what I was thinking too. Okay. All oh, right, let's man. Let's that might be that. A, we might have to do a team total parlay with all these team totals we like this week. It's weird that that's what's popping. 
but it, it is. is. It is I what know, it is. But the, the angles are the angles. So they are. They are. Yeah, right. That's right. Okay. This is another one. Took some money and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. The Chargers mm-hmm. fired their OC and it probably doesn't matter because nobody in that organization <laughs> seems to really know what to do. They don't understand that Eckler is a better running back. They can't keep anybody healthy. Their their medical staff is apparently a disaster. Whoa, Everybody's whoa, whoa. hurt whoa, all whoa, the whoa. time. What? Not not everything's going wrong. Do you see Philip Rivers stash? Yeah, he does have a pretty nice stash. <laughs> it's pretty weird. <laughs> He's always doing weird shit like that. Like the he wears the bolo, bolo tie. Who yeah. wears bolo ties? No, like yeah. somebody does, I guess. They're selling them. But yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> Green sell the Green Bay up to four if you can, or nothing. Green Bay looked better. Mm-hmm. Who are you more afraid of right now? If you had to pick a road game between last week and this week, Andy Reid, even with a bad quarterback and a bunch of oh, fun yeah. weapons, much more or, scared of Andy yeah, Reid. Way more scared of Andy Reid with a backup. Yeah. Then Philip Rivers and what this offensive play calling has become, even oh, not with some even weapons. Close. Not yeah, even this close. is this is where I'm. Oh, especially because you're in a hostile environment in Arrowhead versus you got twenty seven thousand Packer fans in L. A. Oh yeah, this is you know how shitty it is up here right now. It's like twenty three <laughs> degrees. It's going to be worse in Green Bay because they're on the lake. I bet it's like six degrees. In, like if, if there's oh, ever a God reason almighty. for those awful people up in Wisconsin. No offense to get out of town. I don't know if Green Bay has an airport. I mean, maybe that's they might. Take your, yeah, they do. I know they do because <laughs> the teams have to get there. But otherwise, you snowmobile down to Milwaukee, you fly to San Diego, have a nice, relaxing weekend. Yeah, away you drive from, up to LA for the game. Away from, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I didn't even think of that. I, it'll be years before I can get that straight. They might be back in San Diego before I get it straight. Oh, fuck. Yeah. But, yeah, they'll be in St. Uh, Louis and we're it, calling them the yeah, San Diego Chargers. It'll be just they have a great – and, I, you know, I, I joke about shitting on Wisconsin. They do have a great fan base, a voracious fan base. They will travel. There'll be a lot of Green Bay Packer fans in L.A. What do you make of this total? It's getting hit hard to the over. Is that Jeff? No, I don't understand. I still don't understand LA scoring that much. Yeah, well, I mean, Green Bay's defense is a little fraudulent. We're it learning is. That. It is, but it still doesn't feel right. So, would you feel more nervous about having over forty-eight with Andy Reid and Green Bay, or having over forty-seven with Green Bay and LA? Way more heavy. I would not want this over. I don't understand yeah. it. Maybe at 45 and at 46 where it got hit. I'm not taking over 48. Oof. Yeah. It's all over the board, too. Bavada has a 47, I guess. Mm. There's a 48 at Bet Online. Mm. So. What do you think about the books exposing themselves to Green Bay money at this point? I'm a fan of exposing oneself. <laughs> I mean, I they guess- kind of are. Right, like get, they're asking for it. Like they, they're getting it too. I'm looking at these. Uh, I'm looking at the early t- ticket count here. Uh, little, uh, little lopsided there. And it, the fact that it's a juicy, juicy three. I mean, they're getting their extra fig, or they're making sure. people. They're making people take the half. Mm, okay. You know, well, I, I think it feels like the books have taken a little bit. They of are position. taking a stand, aren't they? Yeah, they're taking a position. They're taking a couple of weird positions. 
And I'm curious your thought about that. I'm less curious about why they're taking a position on the Chargers. I don't really care. I'm more curious why they're taking a position on Baltimore. What's going on here? What's going on with this game? Why are the Ravens the sharp side? We've been Ravens fans since May. Like, we should have a good read on this team. I didn't, I didn't even, there, there was, is it PTSD of losing back, you know, trying to fade the Patriots this many weeks into the season that I was not willing to walk to the window and bed Baltimore in this game? Like, what's going on? Did you, did you fade the Patriots? What happened? Yeah, a couple times. Sit on couple the couch. Two, couple, couple, two, three times this season I have. And it hasn't gone well. Last weekend I had like five points of closing line value practically and it didn't, didn't matter. So you made multiple bets. Yeah. On a franchise quarterback to lead the league in interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Throw right. over his interception total, but yeah. do well against a ball hawking <laughs> secondary that picks the ball off a lot. I, and actually, I did. and it's funny, it was fumbles. It was fumbles. It, it was, was fumbles. really horrific fumbles. It was, it, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that was, I, you probably should have come out better. You deserved a better fate on that one. That wasn't, that was a lot of points. I know. And they both, even had a chance to backdoor it at the end, and they didn't even try. Yeah, they did not try. But the, a couple, that one fumble where he was way downfield. God, it sucked. That was yeah. Ugly, Nick so. Chubb when he was going in for the fucking score. Oh god, that sucked. Uh, it's heads up play by the Patriots defense. The D, de- like, like, okay. The Patriots defense is playing poor teams, so we don't. It, it's it's too easy to get you know, to, to um, check yourself when you want to qualify how good they really are. Right. Like yeah. they just, they haven't played anyone. Like that's the thing. And for it to be nine weeks into the season for us to be able to, re- you know, meaningfully say they haven't played anyone is insane, but that's just the nature of the Patriots schedule this year. And now they are playing a someone. Baltimore is a someone for sure. Right. And I can't help but think back to like Patriots 07 when they were doing it with offense and it was, you know, Brady, the Brady and Randy Moss show. And they were putting up eye-popping numbers. And they were doing it against just god-awful defenses, right? They were just like, like, well, they, they, you know, four touchdowns in the first half against the Bills, which is one of the worst defenses in the league. And, you know, 50 points against the, the Redskins, who had a terrible defense that, that year, right? Like, through the middle of that season, they just went nuts on some bad defenses and scored points at will. And then I, this has a lot of the same feel on the defensive side for the Patriots. Like that's just, they are that good. They are that much better. They are complete and total, you know, ability to smother their opponent, uh, no matter who they are or how good they are. And I, I just feel like this is a bit of a mismatch for a young quarterback, Lamar Jackson, uh, up against a team that can roll out different looks throughout the first half and second half of this game. Like they're going to be able to get, go with their plan a in the first half of, you know, heavier man coverage than normal. And if that doesn't work, then they can completely pivot on the fly to, you know, six defensive backs out there playing zone in the second half and, in, or, or they can vi- flip, you know, go vice versa. They, they can do exactly what the Chargers did to Lamar Jackson based on their personnel and their ability to scheme their ability to coach. I, I just don't understand how Baltimore is doing, you know, their plan A, B, or C offensively against this unit. And, you know, maybe I'm being short-sighted. Maybe there were cracks in the Patriots' defense with the way that the Cleveland Browns were able to run the ball last week. Um, but I really feel like 
the you know the the Patriots are going to be able to put their foot on the Ravens' throat whenever they feel like it in this game. A lot of a lot of it on the part of the defense. And uh, yeah, their offense sucks, but um, you know if they're getting a couple of turnovers, a couple short fields, and one touchdown a game, then they're still going to figure out, find a way to win. Um, did you think about betting the Ravens at all in this one? I did, but it, what kept me off it was I think what would what would a smart person do if they had <laughs> a real? I mean, what, what I mean, what's your game plan if you're Bill? Make them throw the ball. Make Lamar throw the ball sure. into the teeth of the defense. Yes. Stack the boxes, take away the run, spy Lamar. Don't let him run. Don't let Ingram hurt you. Don't let them run the ball. Make them throw the ball. If they want to continue to try to throw the ball, it might not be a good day for Baltimore. If Baltimore can throw the ball against this defense, we're going to learn a lot about both teams. We're going to find out that maybe New England – isn't you know this world i don't think any result outside of like 59 nothing baltimore is going to say like oh you know new england lost but and they're really bad like they're still going to be a very good team but we haven't seen new england really against a playoff team so that'll be really interesting if they can throw the ball against this defense we'll learn like you know this defense was really good against a cavalcade of shitty quarterbacks now they're up against somebody with some dynamic playmaking ability with some – I'm not like still enamored with this receiving core, but they sure. they have some decent pieces. So if I'm Patriots, I make them throw the ball. I think you're going to see a lot of problems with that, a lot of punting. And I'm the same what you said, the same what you said there. I'm not that excited about the Patriots offense. Patriots offense has scored 250 points this year. But that, that's not true. The Patriots have scored 250 points this year. <laughs> yeah, that's a right. A lot, yes. a lot of not only defensive and special teams touchdowns, but short fields, short fields. because of turnovers. Yep. And I mean, that's – and then again, if you go to the other side of the ball, what's your game plan? We cannot do what everybody else has done and throw three, four picks against this team. We can't give Tom Brady and Bill Belichick a short field, let them dink and dunk their happy ass down the field. And that's what that offense will be trying to do because the the Baltimore defense is not the Baltimore defense of years past. They're middle-of-the-pack defense. The New England Patriots should be able to do that dink and dunk horse shit. They should be able to move, but it'll be a slow bleed, and that's why I like the under. 45 felt just right. Okay. I played the under also. The only, the only hesitation I had, and yeah, again, you know, like I'm kind of, I, I made the case that there are points here to take with the Patriots. If it gets to three, I'm taking the Patriots. Fuck it. Like yeah. I'm betting it. But, um, but I, in, and I kind of, you know, I kind of whipped out here taking an under. Um, the only thing that spooks me a little on the under is that we know Harbaugh is coming off a bye and he's probably cooked up some pretty, outrageous trick plays like he knows the importance of this game you know this is not a uh this is a game that has meaning in the AFC playoff uh fabric especially if you're Baltimore and you can hang a loss on New England while kind of keeping yourself at two um there's gonna be trick plays there's gonna be wild shit uh Belichick likes to roll out wild shit against Baltimore too right the Edelman you know passing it and uh and uh uh, the what was the trick that uh, really pissed them off in the playoff game where they had the ineligible uh, or the eligible oh uh, God, offensive yeah, linemen that they kept sh- that they kept fucking with them on the eligible yeah. linemen and shit like 
that like Belichick loves to do this type of shit against Harbaugh. Like they go, you know, full on like chess, you know, chess master. And yeah. And I said this, I said, Hey, this is the first game where new England's got to play like a good team. Is this the first game we're getting all year with two good coaches? Uh, <laughs> like again, we've had a couple. I'm kidding, but it's it, it is. I don't. Know. It is a couple of. It's a couple of our top tier coaches. Like this could I be a fun game. This will be be chess, chess match for sure. Hopefully, it's a low scoring chess match because I'm involved right now, and I'm on the. I under. would say, I thought I think we had a good coaching matchup in. Um, in Indy, KC, Andy Reid v. Frank Reich. That was yeah, pretty good. No, that's fair. That's fair. That was pretty good. Uh, it felt like both of those, you know, both, you know, they, it felt like those were fairly, that was a fairly coached game. Um, that's maybe it only one though. So yeah, this is probably our first game where there's two good coaches. Oh, what a sad state of affairs we are in here. It's not good. Um, not great, Not Bob. good. Not great, Bob. Um, we'll get some more. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. We'll say Monday for you know for that pod. Do you have an initial lean on Monday? I I made a play, but it's not one I feel super solid about. Dallas or nothing. Yeah, that was my fault. My fault too. If it if it gets up, if it keeps getting bad, it might be Dallas teased with something. Mm. Yeah, I grabbed it while it was seven. I think it's playable. A seven. I don't think the Giants have the goods. I'm not seeing any seven and a halves. I'm seeing juicy sevens. Fifteen, yeah. fifteen, kind of painted. Yeah, I got it at five, and that's good. I think it's going to go to seven and a half. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. Well, let's call it. We'll call it a pod. Great job. Let's get. It was to a work. great job. I think we let's did get, good. We've got some nice oh, bets. Yeah. I know. Gotta we got to get to work. Spreadsheet. We got to get to work. Handicapping the Breeders' Cup, my friend, oh my because God. whether or not you, you, I'd be surprised if you missed it because we're just tweeting about it like wild men. But uh, we have uh, a deal in place with TVG again, uh, sponsored us for a podcast and some sponsored posts at the Kentucky Derby. They've sweetened the pot. They got an even better deal for the listeners for uh, the Breeders' Cup. It's at Santa Anita. Uh, you get the uh, juvenile races on Friday. You got the the uh, adult horse races on Saturday. I don't know what those are called, uh, but grown uh, up, four, grown up the grown up horses. Yeah, it's uh, fourteen total. It's going to be an awesome weekend of uh, horse racing. And um, check out the TVG app, which is legitimately an app that I use to legally bet on horse racing, and I love it. Uh, and yeah, and, the, let's, and let's be yeah. clear about a couple fucking things here. Sure. Sure. Because yeah, we and we've said this. We've said this to sponsors. We are awful picky about sponsors. We don't just. We do not just throw stuff like this. Is an app that we use. This is an app we like. We're more than happy to promote it because I don't know. Would you? You don't go. You know. You don't go to the bakery and buy your 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 meat, and you don't go to the butcher and buy your bread. Great point. Use use a horse app to bet on horses. It is clean. It's so easy. I actually do like this one a lot. That's why I'm more than happy to promote it. And also, it's not because there was a question already. Not an affiliate deal. We're not getting no. a chunk. We're not taking a chunk of your losses. No. It's just it's just us promoting it for a few days here before the Breeders' Cup. There's and not even a thing like that because this is paramutual betting. That and that's yeah, exactly. I don't think people even 
you know, I didn't even get into that, but yeah, it's paramutual betting. They take their cut and then everybody else gets the money. So yeah, that's right. how it works anyway. So no, it's just a little promotion we're doing. And it is, if you don't have an account, you can literally make a $500 bet. And if it loses, you just get a redo. Yeah. Incredible. It is cool. Um, so it check that out. That big. TVG has a sick app for your iPhone, for your Android probably. No. Well, you can go to their website. Oh yeah, no. I, so I have I have an Android, and yeah, their website is just as slick as the app. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's uh they they uh if you don't know a ton about horse racing, they also have a ton of content there to kind of help you understand what the hell is going on. And you a know lot what? of handicapping info too. We're cool. yeah. we're well, let's talk horses Friday. Sure. Oh, great call. Oh, I'm gonna be at the I'm gonna be at the races. What time? Lunchtime? Lunchtime? Periscope? Oh, well, I'm going to be at the races, so I don't know if I, I'm not going to, you have to run all the tech. Oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, um, it may be just me periscoping from the track and you in the comments asking questions or something. That, <laughs> because, yeah, we'll figure something out. Okay, we'll figure something out. I forgot all right, man. the track. Well, Bring your computer. Yeah, I, yeah right. <laughs> That's a great idea. Um, yeah. All right. The, uh, anyway, great pod. Uh, enjoy uh, week nine of the NFL. Hopefully we found you some winners and uh, we will talk on uh Halftime of San Francisco, Arizona. Maybe make a case for an under if it's 28 nothing. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. With that, we wrap, and uh, I will talk to you on tomorrow.